Okay, so just a heads up, y'all. This episode has strong language. So if you're listening on the speakers or anything like that, you might want to turn it down if you have kids around. Welcome to Plug Talk with Amber, where I talk about the not-so-sunny side of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Amber, and I'm excited today because we have an icon in the building. Today, we're (laughs) talking to Isis, and we're going to talk about new school entrepreneurship. Isis, are you ready to spill the tea? I am, girl. Let's do this. (laughs) So, I like to start my interviews off by asking, you know, who were you before you became an entrepreneur? How did you become one? You know everything just spill it all okay well you know when I read that question I was like okay I actually believe that I was the same person like all along I think I've always been an entrepreneur um I was actually talking to someone um a couple weeks ago at an event I was speaking at and I was talking about how entrepreneurship is like that little gift that's in you um sometimes we just don't recognize it but it's always there and for me I think I was always just that person that kind of chased after whatever it is my passion was whatever kind of ideas I had I also had um, a household I was raised in a household where that was um, that was encouraged so for me it was like if you have an idea pursue it and see what happens from it I was a person that sold candy at school. You know, I made mixtapes on a Just For Me uh, tape and I I sold those cassettes. Like I did all those things. Like I I had my own rap album on a Just For Me cassette tape. All of that stuff (laughs) is what I did. I was hustling, you know what I'm saying? And I don't even know where it came from. It wasn't like I needed any money. Like it was just something that I felt like, okay, I got this gift, so let me sell it and see if somebody would buy it and they would buy it. So I think for me, entrepreneurship was just always there. And I think for a lot of people it is, I mean, think about nine times out of 10, the, the entrepreneurs, if you ask them, had they ever sold candy at school or did they ever sell anything? They're going to tell you they did it way before they ever knew anything about entrepreneurship. They probably tried to sell something. Um, it's crazy how it happens. I had a young girl knock at the door the other day to um, wash my car. She came with a bucket and she was like, um, I want to wash your car. And <laughs> this is our business model. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought that was really cool. And she said she was doing it so they could go somewhere for the weekend. But the thing about it that was so funny is she's like nine years old. And so I'm sitting there looking like, hmm, there's the spark. She has the spark. Now she just needs someone to continue to nurture it because a lot of other kids would just be sitting at home. But she said, okay, well, I need some money. I want to spend some extra money when I go on this trip. So I'm going to hustle and get some money up. So to me, I think entrepreneurship is always there. Um, So when you ask, yeah, who was I before? I think I would. I was always just a person, if you don't want to call it an entrepreneur, because I don't think it becomes entrepreneurship until you actually acknowledge that you have an ability to use your gifts to, as a resource to make money, right? So um, I think for the answer of the question, which I've gone on way too long, (laughs) 
But the answer to the question is, who was I before I became a business owner? I was a person that chased after every passion that I had. I didn't question it. If I thought about it, I would try it, at least try. Um, so that's kind of who I was before. And the person that I am now is a person who acknowledges my skills and my gifts. Um, and I utilize those gifts, like I said, as a resource to, um, to make money. You know, I think we have all of these things that we're capable of doing or um, that are capable of making room for you. We hear that all the time in the church house, uh, that your gifts will make room for you. So when you say gifts, you're talking about those resources that you have. What is it that you're skilled at? What is it that you're good at doing? What is it that you can provide that will then become a resource for you to make money? So um, today, I recognize that in the skill of empowerment, just in running my mouth, <laughs> you know, I know that my mouth is a strong resource. And um, I also have learned that my experiences are a resource. Um, so today I use my platform, which is media and um, this big mouth of mine to empower black women uh, every day. Um, this is just something that I'm going to do. Um, and since it was something that I was going to do for free, I figured why not utilize it as a way to make money. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> I know that the way that I even met you and came across was because I was the sponsor for um, Coco's brunch. Yeah, and yeah. Back in January, and I was like, you know, you know, I was listening to everybody giving that speech. Like, I kind of knew what people were going to talk about, but I didn't read much into it. But like, yeah. as you were speaking, I'm like, this is a vibe. Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is definitely. A vibe like just talking about co community and how we need to you know yes. change the way that that we're doing things now and that's why I say this is definitely some new school entrepreneurship mm -hmm. so why do you think people are so afraid of collaboration now I think that it's become um okay the number one reason people are afraid of collaboration is trust and then the reason that people's trust now is so different than it used to be is because we have allowed society to tell us it's a me, me, me situation. So, um, you know, when you're seeing quote unquote celebrities um, on social media constantly, you just see that one, it's a one person perspective. It's not like the team, you don't see any of that stuff in the background. All you see is, oh, she making it. She got, you know, 2 million followers. She's always traveling. You only see the image of that person, right? So we have in our mind that it's just a one person thing. We can be successful on our own. We don't necessarily need the team. You don't see what's happening in the background. You don't see that there are laborers that are, are, are helping you to get to the point where you need to be. And you also don't see the deals that are happening when this person is networking, when they're collaborating with other people, expanding themselves to a new audience. You don't see all of that stuff. But that, I believe, is the reason that a lot of people are so fearful of collaboration. We've gotten so far away from knowing that it takes a team effort to uh to be successful on any level 
Um, we've heard the the cliche term that there's no I in team, and that is true to this day. Like that 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 uh, saying is out there for a reason. <laughs> it's out there for a reason because it's true. Yeah. There is no I in team, but we've come so far from it, and we've seen these um, these people blow up overnight. You know, because now it's like you go by a one name basis. Like there's Oprah. Yeah. There is an Oprah's team. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. There's Beyonce, but you don't hear about Beyonce's team. So we are so used to the one person name, but we forget that it took a team to help that one person get to where they have to go. So that's our problem with collaboration. Like you just really got to wake up and understand it's a team effort. You cannot do this thing alone, period. You just can't. You really can't. And so this is my question for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. We do, and, and like you said, in order to have this success, in order to move how, you know, how we want to move, we do need to collaborate. Right. What do you feel like are the, like, the key things to collaboration? Like, what are the main things you need to have a successful collaboration? Okay. Um, there are four things, and I'm going to run down those things for you, and I'm giving y'all some real good juicy good stuff all right so write it down down and y'all need to thank amber for this but number one um make sure that your encounters are purposeful so when you're meeting someone don't just meet someone for the sake of saying oh i went to a networking event like if you're not going into the event with an intention you need to sit back and say, okay, what's going to be my intention today? Do I need to meet people that are going to elevate my business? Do I need to meet people that fit a particular need right now that I am having um, to help me get to that next level? You got to be intentional. You have to be intentional. So that's number one. Make sure that your encounters are purposeful. For me, everybody that I meet, to me, I think is for a purpose. Like, regardless if you think that person can do something for you or not, if you are focused on finding the purpose in that encounter, you will see the purpose in that encounter. So make sure that your encounters are purposeful. Second, um, communication. Communication is huge. Um, I recently released an ebook on communication. Um, it's called Say What? An effect, a Handy Guide to Effective Communication. So. Communication is the biggest problem that people have with collaboration. You always hear folks talking about they done fell out with somebody or you know, I ain't working with her. I can't work with her. These women, they don't want to work together, blah, 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 lies. So the problem is usually your own communication because this is my thing. If you're clear, you don't ever have to worry about surprises. A lot of times we go into situations or trying to work with people and we're not being clear about what we want. So then you just assume that they're going to do right by you. Um, no. Mm-mm. So when everything goes wrong, now you're mad, you're talking about they're not right. But honestly, check yourself, sis, and say, did I communicate effectively what it is that I wanted? Probably didn't. Um, number three. Lord, speaking. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is because I'm telling you, this happened to me. And that's why I'm like, this is a handy. We're definitely going to drop that link in the bio. 
Like, we definitely gonna drop that link in the description. I was like, if someone had gave me a little prep talk before mm-hmm. I went, I'm just like, you know, we just see it on social media, you know, go to the networks, make new friends. Each right. March, we make money together. No. Right, right. No. That's not how it works. It's, it's, it's deep, you know? And so number three is, you know, check your confidence. I think confidence is everything. If you go into the room or you try to network with someone and your confidence level is not where it needs to be, you're just going to have a bad situation. So number one, empower women, empower women. You're not going to be nitpicky. You're not going to be hating on someone if your confidence level is up. You see what I'm saying? A lot of hate comes from people who are not confident. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't have that level, which once again, be honest with yourself. So many of us lie to ourselves. We bullshit each other. Like tell the truth. You know, you're not confident. If you really have issues with that, you know what you need to do? Seek out a coach, you know, seek out affirmations, find podcasts that can empower you. Find some books, read some books, sis, get your game up. Like really learn how to be an empowered woman because you cannot effectively communicate or you can't even have a purposeful encounter if your confidence level is on zero. It's just not going to work. So I'm, a co- I'm, I'm an empowerment coach, so you can definitely call me, but uh, you should definitely try to empower yourself. And then finally, I say always pay attention to someone's character. Um, you know, I believe that a person's actions speak to uh, w- w- what they believe in, um, who they are and what they believe in. I really, really believe that actions speak to who a person is and what they believe in. So if you notice that this person is always either posting on social media negative things about other people, people don't listen. People don't do this. People don't do that. Um, ma'am, are you being clear? Are you being clear? See, like you have to check stuff like that. I check it. Like I can spot stuff a mile away. Your social media is saying this, this, and this about your customers. Ma'am, your customers aren't crazy. <laughs> it's probably you. It's something that you're not doing. You know what I'm saying? So you have to really kind of check who you're dealing with and who you want to work with. But pay attention to their character because if their character doesn't align with your brand or your business, that collaboration will not work. But the biggest problem is that people don't even understand that their brand should have a character. Your brand, I tell That's my a whole clients. different episode. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to them. You, you, look, you done dropped it. Look, they're not ready for all this. They ain't Come ready on, for that one. They ain't ready, ready for that one. Huh? What? Man, look. Listen. Y'all not ready for that. We gonna, there's definitely going to be a part two to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave y'all with that. But there you go. Those are your four keys to collaboration. <laughs> Man, look. She done... I'm up here just like, yes, sit one more time. <laughs> Write that down. Your brain is supposed to have a personality. Yes. Yes. All day. So, so if you don't get that, how can you possibly connect or collaborate with someone that aligns with your brand's character? You don't even know what it is. Man. Mm, yeah. So on our pre-interview, you said when (laughs) I started a business, I jumped at every opportunity and I still jump at opportunities, but what I view as an opportunity has definitely changed. Mm -hmm. I felt that in my soul. And since we're already (laughs) on, you know, the topic of networking and collaboration, I just want to know 
Could you elaborate on how that went for you? It, it, whether it was a particular situation or if it was something in general, just tell us what you learned from that. Well, you know, when I was young, I did jump at every opportunity because I was learning. You know, I was just trying to, I was just trying to see where I could be. And so if the opportunity was there, I would jump at it. Bam, I can learn this. I can learn that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then um, fast forward 20 plus years, now I see opportunities different because it still has to benefit me. So I'll give you an um, example. So I haven't worked the corporate life since 2012. And, um, you know, that was a big jump in pay because I was, I was working corporate and making six figures, okay? So you go from not working, um, not making six figures to now it's on you. And then I have a side hustle, right? So I call my, my uh, nine to three a side hustle. <laughs> but so, um, so the thing is, I got an offer when I moved here to Atlanta to actually go back into corporate, right? So the money was really, really good. However, 20 plus years later, that opportunity was not the opportunity I wanted to jump at. What was the opportunity to jump at was a part-time work-at-home gig. And the reason why is because if you're just focused on the money, back then, I wanted the goals. You know, I wanted the money. So, yeah, I would have jumped at that. But now I realize that my time is more valuable than anything because I know that if I have the right amount of time to invest myself in, then my business will blow up. So I'd rather have free time to spend working on me than pouring all of my time into somebody else's dream. So that's why the opportunities look different now. Definitely. And I know a lot of people just sometimes that's hard for them. That's why I ask you, if you say you want to start a business, do you really? Because when you really want to become an entrepreneur, you're going to understand that opportunities look different. It's not going to be about the money. Working somebody's job and where you're going to have to work about 40, 40 to 45 hours a week versus if you work somewhere else and maybe work 20 hours a week. Yes, the pay is going to look different. However, the time that you get to focus directly on your dream and what you want will end up paying you more. So you got to see that opportunity different. And I'm glad you said that because... I know a lot of people, of course, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to start my business. And I'm a, they really think that it's easy. And it's not. It's, it's not funny. at all. It's funny to me now. I used to, I was like, how hard can it be? You know what I'm saying? And that's what I said before I became a business owner. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, how, how hard could it be? So what would you tell an aspiring entrepreneur who is afraid of starting that business because somebody else is doing it. Cause that's a big thing too. It's just like, I want to start a business, but everybody's selling hair. Everybody's doing lashes. Everybody's doing this. Everybody doing that. So what would you tell somebody who's afraid of doing it strictly because somebody else is doing it? I would tell them to look at their hands, look at your fingertips. And I just want you to know that each and every one of us have individual unique fingertips so it doesn't matter what Sam Judy you know any of them are doing 
They cannot do it like you can. So that's the only difference. There are a thousand and one different hamburger joints everywhere. So you cannot be concerned about that. Go down the bread aisle. How many pieces of bread are next to each other? Come on, people. Like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that what makes you unique is your gifting and your skill. It has nothing to do about the way that you, or the, the medium that you use to, to um, exercise that skill. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with your unique gifting. The problem is you are not confident in your unique gifting. So maybe you need to get confident in your gifting because right now there are tons of coaches out there. There are tons of people who are empowerment speakers. There are lots of empowerment coaches, I guess. And that does not phase me one bit because I know for one, I can't service America. I can't service the whole world. Okay. <laughs> but two, <laughs> but two, um, two is I don't even want to. There are only certain people that I want to work with. I know I got a certain kind of style. I got a certain kind of flavor that some people can deal with and some people can't. That's cool, boo. You can take your dollars somewhere else. I'm okay with that. Like, but that is because I'm confident in my skills. I'm confident in what I can offer to people that I know that I don't need uh, 7 billion people to make my money. I know that I can get a good, healthy 70 people and be good. So you have to be confident in yourself. Like, I think ultimately it boils down to that. If you are saying, oh, there are too many cosmetologists. I don't want to be in cosmetology. Girl, you're missing coins. You got a problem. Call me and let's talk about it and find <laughs> out how you can go ahead and start this business and quit playing. Like, seriously, like, <laughs> stop playing. Do you want the money or no? That's the question. That's the question. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, and it brings it back to, do you really want to start your business? Mm-hmm. So. Tell me about one of your biggest issues that you had while running your business and how did you get over it? Because I know, like I said, people think that it's easy. They see what we're doing now. You know, they see people getting likes. They see people, because a lot of people flash their money, but Mm -hmm. man, behind the scenes, it get real rough. Oh yeah. So, So tell me about one of your biggest issues that you had. Well, my biggest issue has been time management (laughs) because not only am I a speaker, not only am I an author, um, I'm also the CEO of I Hear That Girl. So I Hear That Girl.com is an empowerment lifestyle website. So I'm like editor in chief. So imagine like Essence Magazine. That's what um, I Hear That Girl is, but it's just strictly positive um, and empowerment, uh, stories and articles that you're going to be getting all day. So you have me as a solopreneur, basically being the editor in chief of this online magazine, also doing, uh, red carpet interviews, uh, recording a, a talk series, podcast hosts, writing books, uh, facilitating workshops and speaking at colleges on a college campus tour, orchestrating and coordinating her own events. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing all of that at the same, same time. So that's, <laughs> that was like the hardest thing for me was to learn time management because there were days when I felt so completely overwhelmed that I would um, get in bed and stay in there for like two weeks. And then now you're depressed because you're, you feel so far behind. You're like, man, I messed up. I didn't get anything done, blah, blah, blah. Now you don't even want to work because you're depressed. Now you got to go through the depression for another two weeks. Um, 
And, and then let's not forget that when your monthly cycle comes around, you're going to get depressed again. So now you got that. Now I'm, I'm a month behind. So time management was the biggest problem in my business. And the solution for that was super duper simple. I wish I had thought about it years ago. But uh, basically, I went and got a poster board from the dollar store. And I took that poster board, threw it up on the wall. And then I also got a stack of sticky notes, right? So what I did at the top was I put like um, author, website, speaker, coach, events, right? I put those five things at the top of the board. And so then I sat down and I asked myself with a pen and paper, what is necessary to make this happen? So for the book, I say, okay, what's your goal? What do you want to do this month? Okay, you want to sell 500 books. Okay, boom. We're going to put that at the top of the board, but what's necessary to make that happen? And I started writing down all these things that are necessary to get 500 books sold that month or whatever. And I stuck those things up on the board. Same thing for each of the other columns, right? And what happens is, Every day, I only force myself to complete three things. If I can get three of those sticky notes off the board, I'm good. I don't beat myself up. I'm like, girl, you super duper productive. You did great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really like rooting myself on because you know what happens is over time and usually within less than a week, you're going to clear that board and you reach your goal. Your goal. And maybe your goal is a little bit loftier than that, and it may take you a month, but either way, you're going to get it done. What happens is when you start seeing those sticky notes come off that board, you get amped up. You're like, oh, what else can I do? So, and then you're not beating yourself up if you cannot do it because life happens. You know, I tell folks all the time, shit happens. This is, this is what the life journey is. Um, every day is not going to be good. I had to make a point about the monthly cycle because I think a lot of women in business are not thinking about that but you literally have these mood swings this is nature it's not you boo it is nature so you're gonna have a whole week where you're depressed or super duper critical on yourself so that may cause a setback and that may make you feel like oh I haven't been productive it has nothing to do with you it's just nature so you need to prepare for that if you're not acknowledging what is happening in your life then when those things happen, you're going to feel like a loser. You're going to feel like you're not cut out for business. And that none of that is true. It's so far from the truth. It's just about um, preparation and being uh, honest with yourself about what is happening in your life. So, yeah, that, that was my time management trick. And it has helped me ever since. I just don't have any of those problems anymore. <laughs> That's something that I need to do. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. I'm about to go get me a board. Yes. And it's important that you ask yourself what? Don't ask yourself how. I tell, tell my clients, those two words can change your life. How is a question that will keep you stuck? What is an action question? As soon as you say, what do I need to do? You start thinking of things to do. But if you say, how am I going to get this done? You get stuck. So start asking yourself what? Mm -hmm. You don't laid out a whole strategy session. <laughs> get it together set your goal and break it down that's, that's all that's all but yeah. it has been amazing interviewing you how can my listeners keep up with you on social media 
Okay, on social media, you guys can find me um, at Isis, which is I-S-I-S underscore Thomas. Um, that way you can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, it's Isis Thomas. Um, Facebook, Kimberly Isis Thomas, just look for Isis with the parentheses around it, uh, the quotations around it, and you'll find me. Um, online, you can find us at IHearThatGirl.com. That is where you can connect with me as far as coaching. You can find out about my events. You can purchase from our shop. Um, you can purchase any of the eBooks that I spoke about today. Uh, you can pretty much get everything if you go to IHearThatGirl.com. Yes. Okay. This has been another fire episode of Plug Talk with Amber. Mentor, inform, and inspire. And remember, let's see. What do I want them to remember? <laughs> I'm really trying to think. Isis, give me a quote. <laughs> oh, let's see. Girl, you done asked me for something now. I ain't even got a quote. <laughs> Let me see, I got a quote from my wall. Oh, you get in life what you have the courage to ask for. That's Oprah Winfrey. Oh, okay. All right, Oprah. Well, I'm, I'm going to let you close it out. So when I say, <laughs> look, when I say remember, you, you, you hit them with that. All right, we're going to hit them with that. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right, here we go. It's been another episode. See, I can't even get it out. <laughs> This has been another fire episode of Plug Talk with Amber, meant to inform and inspire. And remember, oh, it's me. Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> oh wait, all right, all right, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm like, I said, wait, wait, hold on. Okay, all right. Okay, you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. This has been another fire episode of Plug Talk with Amber, meant to inform and inspire. And remember, you get in life what you have the courage to ask for. Oh.